This is an ABC podcast. This Occam's Razor summer highlight is presented by a former Royal Australian Navy lieutenant who's joined the ABC. Can you guess who? Nate Byrne was also a Questacon Science Circus scholar who toured the outback talking to country folk, old and young. But he's an expert in a branch of science that's incredibly complex, based on high-powered maths, and which you're interested in every single day. Here's Nate at the Royal Society of Victoria. For those of you who don't know me and what I do, I'm a meteorologist and an accidental weather presenter on television. On national television, I actually just applied thinking, I'll never get that. (laughs) They said yes. And so now every day I get to talk about the thing that I love best. When I was about six years old, I was asked by my parents, what is it you want to do when you grow up? What I actually wanted to do was be a wizard. (laughs) This is the 80s. Harry Potter wasn't a thing, so... Wizardry wasn't actually <laughs> a viable future. So I looked, I looked at the world around me and the alternative was instead of doing a nine to five, instead of doing a big, long, boring day, I wanted to do the job that took the least amount of time. <laughs> I literally said at five, I want to be a weatherman because that's like five minutes work, right? <laughs> like you do it at the end of the news, everybody watches. So you know it's really important. Then you get to go home. Plenty of time to play. (laughs) Now, years later, when I realised that wizardry and magic wasn't really a thing and turned my focus instead to science, which is actually far more mystical and, and far more engaging, the weather obsession stuck. And I think it stuck in part because I'm Australian. And we all, without exception, care about the weather and care about it in a weird way when you compare us to other people in the world. Because most people are from these tiny little places, these itty-bitty small countries where one forecast pretty much does the whole thing. We're from a huge place. We're not all in the same season at any time. Right now, we're on the descent into winter, whereas up north, It's just about to get a heck of a lot drier and things are about to calm down. We're about to have the most severe weather we've had for months in the far south, whereas the far north are just relaxing from theirs. And the weather is what I care about and so it's it's what I enjoy. And what I wanted to talk about to you was just one tiny element of the weather. Because the thing that really gets me about what we mean, what's wrapped up in that simple word, that word weather, is actually a heck of a lot. The atmosphere covers the entire globe, which is no surprise to anyone, I'm sure, and we're mostly very thankful for it. We're talking about the troposphere when it comes to weather. So that's the lowest part of the atmosphere that goes from the surface upwards. It contains roughly, arguably, around about 90% of the mass of the atmosphere. It's where all of the weather happens. And it depends on where you are in the world as to how big it is. So if you're around the poles, it's about maybe six or seven kilometres high. If you're at the equator, very different story, maybe 20 kilometres high. 
Now that's because something we all know, heat makes things expand. Air near the equator is hotter, it literally takes up more space. And as a result, there's a lower pressure and not much pressure difference actually around the equator. Whereas at the poles, things are a lot more dense because things are colder. So the atmosphere is literally smaller there. But the troposphere is where almost all of the weather happens. There's a little bit stratospheric clouds. It's a little bit of fluff a little bit further up. Doesn't really do anything. People dedicate their entire lives to studying stratospheric clouds. No weather out of them. So that's fine. All of the weather happens within that little boundary around the Earth. But it's actually a pretty massive boundary. There's more atmosphere than there is ocean. And the atmosphere is made of air. It's a fluid. So you can think of that much the same as the ocean. The ocean's made of water, that's a fluid, but it's a lot slower. Atmosphere's faster. If you want to predict anything that happens in that atmosphere, six kilometres, 20 kilometres, massive, can you imagine how incredible that problem is? It's huge. Like, if I got a bathtub of water and dripped just one spot of ink in one corner, the maths that you would need to figure out where a molecule of that ink is going to end up in one hour's time, in 10 minutes time, is massive. The Bureau gets it slightly wrong, we say they never get it right. We are talking about the biggest bathtub you can imagine. In fact, it's bigger than you can imagine. And I want to talk to you about how a cloud is made, because that's the thing that we most recognise when it comes to the weather, right? That's, that's the weather you can see. The story starts with the sun. All weather starts with the sun. Sun brings energy down to the earth. The air actually doesn't absorb much heat from the sun. It's all done by the ground. The ground gets warm, and then that in turn warms the air above it. And warm air rises. Once air starts going upwards, it encounters less pressure less temperature, it's cooler the further up you go, and air has in it some water vapour. Now, water vapour is water as a gas. It's colourless, you can't see it. Once it starts moving upwards, this air that's got water vapour in it, it gets to areas of lower and lower pressure, lower and lower temperature, and it turns out that as that happens, the air can't hold as much water vapour as water vapour. Eventually, it gets high enough in the air that water vapour needs to condense out of the air. Once it becomes 100% saturated with respect to water vapour and keeps moving up into a place where it can't even hold that much, the water vapour has to go somewhere. And so it starts to condense out of the air. And it condenses out of the air, not just on its own into tiny little droplets, but onto a surface. You know when you are in a bathroom and you breathe onto the mirror and the mirror fogs up, there's nothing in between your mouth and the surface of the mirror that you can see. But once your breath hits the mirror, it condenses into tiny, tiny little drops of water. Water vapour doesn't like to stick to itself to make liquid water. It likes to stick to a surface. So when it comes to clouds, it needs a surface to condense onto. Meteorologists have a name for that. It is a cloud condensation nuclei because they are so creative. <laughs> and it's something like a piece of dust or bacteria 
or maybe something else that's already up there, like a speck of sea salt that's been whipped up from an ocean wave, or perhaps even something like a mushroom spore. And we're talking about something that's really, really tiny. We're talking about like a fraction of a micron here. But it's something that's so good for water vapour to hang on to that it does. And once water vapour starts hanging on to these little condensation nuclei, you start to get the very beginnings of a raindrop. Now, here's an interesting aside. Some scientists think that certain bacteria and mushroom spores have evolved in order to be cloud condensation nuclei. Because if you get whipped up 20 kilometres into the atmosphere by accident, you want to weigh down. And what better way to get down than to build your own landing craft? So these things build a raindrop around them. And now, when that's done, we're talking about something that's maybe a micron. Itty bitty, tiny, tiny, tiny. To make a cloud, you need billions of them. Billions and billions. And a cloud, like a typical fluffy cloud, is about a kilometre across, a kilometre deep and a kilometre high. That contains about 500 million kilos of water. That is a huge amount of water made of these tiny, tiny drops. And you guys whinge when the Bureau doesn't get it right. <laughs> Thank you, Nate Van. I'll see you on breakfast. ABC weatherman Nate Byrne. Next week, the tricky business of cancer research with Dr Fiona Simpson. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.